Hello, my friends. What it do, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, crew. Google Podcasts. You know, we're doing the whole nine yards, man. We're, Google Podcasts? Yeah, bro. I just checked it the other day, man. We wow. are truly like... Wow. More, we're more than multi-platform, man. We are... We're planetary, man. Like, yeah. This podcast is worldwide. But, um... You know what, man? Let's, let's just get right into chewing the fat, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, not worldwide. It affects worldwide, but, um, you know, something... Uh, crazy. Yes. Domestic. Well, I don't know. Crazy. I, I don't really know the adjective to um, attach to it. Just definitely uh, significant happened within our country. Um, we have elected a new president. Uh, Joe Biden will be the 46th president of the United States, accompanied by Kamala Harris... The first woman, vice president-elect, first colored woman at that. So, you know. That's amazing, man. A lot of great things happening. Uh, it was just, it's been a wild ride. Um, I haven't been too much into it, but I really want to change my perspective. I, I've come here to kind of talk my piece on it. Uh, just as somebody who's really in love with science, I kind of put off politics, you know. But... I've come to understand after, especially after watching the speeches last night, this morning I watched uh, Obama's speeches in the past years, and I kind of got a real grip on what's going on here. Uh, Science isn't a language that everybody wants to understand, or everybody can understand, but hope. Hope is a language that everybody can understand. Caleb, get in enlightened. And and regardless of what you think about this uh, administration, from what they are saying, at least, hope and unity is the underlying uh, subject of what they're trying to do. And um, when you go on the website and you read up what they stand for and you listen to the speeches last night, their main goal, first first things first, is dealing with COVID mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But it's also bringing people together. But um, we're going to separate this talk into two different uh, subject matters. So first, we're going to dive in just the election. And but we're not going to talk about that too for too long. We're going to talk about the election first, and then transition into what's happening next because that's right. the real importance. Yeah. The election is just who decides to be the president, but really what's important is what happens from here. So, um, as we record this podcast, I still don't even think all the votes have been counted. They haven't. Um, you know what's crazy? Um, everyone was expecting it to be Nevada. What? First of all, what's wrong with you, Nevada? Yeah, what's taking going on? that long <laughs> with your six electoral votes like you're that important anyway. But you were important because um, Joe Biden had been at 264 electoral votes. Yeah, well, and I mean Nevada would have like sealed it, but you right. know Pennsylvania, you could say they came in clutch came and through. they delivered. They delivered however many electoral votes they have. I think t- oh 20, 20 electoral votes for Pennsylvania, yeah. and that just um, pushed him over the margin to take the lead and win against Trump. Yeah, man. And so. Well, my fault. Well, right now there it's a uh, two ninety to two fourteen. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't think President Trump has seceded power yet. I don't think he's admitted defeat. I don't think he cares about the remaining states because you know what? He's trying to argue for the states that have already been counted. Yeah. I think he unjustly like admitted to winning. <laughs> yeah, he did that ahead of time, which you know, unprecedented. I'll say that much, you know. Yeah. And. Uh, Four years we've had Trump um, now. I think I read somewhere it might have been like Uber facts or something, but mm-hmm. and this is this is the first time in over like 
over 100 years, I believe, that a president hasn't been reelected for a second term in office. Really? Yeah. Well, that kind of, I mean, the American people have spoken, man. And, you know, it kind of bamboozled me because what seemed to have come from this uh, presidential election, I guess in the community we're in, a lot of people are happy. A lot of people are jubilant. Mm -hmm. I I don't tend to go on Instagram much, but the people that I follow in my media, what my media is uh, giving me is jubilance. Like everybody's happy about this. Um, And I'm not necessarily a Democrat or Republican, but what I'm being fed is like Democratic media and everybody's happy. But I mean, it's 75 million to 70 million. 70 million people are maybe not unhappy, but 70 million people that voted did not vote for Biden, voted for Trump. Right. So that's a yeah. Five million people is a lot. But if you really think about it, that's it's not the country split down the middle. That's it's crazy. It's unbelievable. And And I mean, that's the division that they're trying to. Yeah, I said this. I mentioned this a little in the last podcast if you tuned in. But how are how is our country called the United States and we have no sense of unity? I mean, democracy is good, but when democracy is being taken to the levels that it has, as you've seen, like with um, Republicans and um, Democrats basically being two different races of humans, (laughs) then, I mean, it's it's just catastrophic. Mm -hmm. Can't even put a measure on this. It's horrible. Yeah. Well, but if Joe Biden lives up to what he said in his speech, and we're going to get into that, is he said he's going to be America's president. He's going to mm-hmm. be just as much president for the 75 million that voted for him as the 70 million that didn't. Regardless. And you know what? That's the that's what the president should be. That maybe that's probably not what the president was in the past, um, in the last four years. But, um, you know, I'm really hoping he owns up to that because um, and we're going to go over the executive orders that he's uh, about to enact. But it seems as if the underlying theme of his presidency is unity. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's above, a good theme to me. Above every, Yeah, above everything, I can, I can stand for that. Regardless of political stance, mm-hmm. beliefs on any social dilemma whatsoever, what comes before that is that we are countrymen of, of the same standing, and we are people that believe in the same things. Well, obviously not, since we have Republicans and Democrats going to war against each other. But, you know, that's what it should be. That's the ideal America. Yeah. But, I mean, you can we don't all have and we don't all have to agree, but it has it should be civil. It mm-hmm. sh- and we explained this in the last one. People hate a Democrat just because they're a Democrat. People hate a Republican solely for the fact they're Republican. They won't even take the time of day to get to know you. Yeah. Just that label just throws everything about you out the door. Right. I can intellectually disagree with you. I can love science and you can love literature and we can intellectually have that discussion. But at the end of the day, we're, we, we still understand each other. We still have compassion for other humans. Yeah. And um, I was listening to a monk earlier in the week and he said, like, as long as our hearts are broken, there's there's so many people with with like broken ecology within their own psyche within their own soul joe biden last night was talking about healing the soul of america that as long as people don't have compassion for others as long as people don't love the the nature around them as long as it's not for the good of men 
we will have certain problems in and our country. And you know what, Joe, something I'm realizing, what uh-huh. Joe Biden said last night, well, uh-huh. first of all, someone on Twitter said that um, that speech Joe Biden delivered yesterday, not even at, he's not even our president yet, yeah. but um, was better than the speeches that we received from Trump in all four years of his presidency. Well, and, and I could not agree more. Yeah. It's unbelievable. But what I wanted to say, that um, that theme of unity mm-hmm. that Joe Biden was trying to establish is equivalent to Trump's Make America Great Again. Okay. But, you know, the difference is that he's coming to us as a people yes. and not trying to force his rhetoric onto Americans mm-hmm. because they need to be full of understanding, as like you said before, civility. Right. And the only way you can truly connect with people is to be for the people, you know, and like. The whole Joe Biden's whole electoral, um, like his whole stance mm-hmm. um, for the election was just relating to people, yeah. to being a man of the people. And you know what? It did pull through because what the people need right now is change, fundamental change, systematic change. And, you know, we're, they're getting that or hopefully we'll, we will get that through this man's promises. Absolutely, man. And like before, like you're talking about change. So like before we get into the nitty gritty is, you know. In our fourth episode, we talked about election. In our seventh episode, we talked about election. And, like, I don't know. I just, I really had a come-to-grips moment. Like, I, we were talking about how uninspiring Joe Biden was before. And, obviously, Trump is who he is. But, like, I'm, I'm definitely done with the pessimism. I'm, I'm disappointed in myself because I view myself as a more positive person. But for some reason, but that's what politics does to people. And I'm a subject of that. And I can truly see now that I've kind of gotten away from that. It's that you, you we need to find the more positive things in this. It's, it's not a war. We're not yeah. a civil war just because one candidate won above the other. So and so one thing I really don't like about mm-hmm. the direction of the world is that everything is becoming political. Oh, yeah. Not that things like there are things out there that should be considered politically correct. But like everything, you can't you can't have a belief or a conversation without somebody drawing a negative out of it. Yeah. Or e- it's even bad when they're draw- praising you for something that doesn't even need to be related to politics because that just encourages the thought the thought process more. And you know, politics is just what's shaping society, but politics isn't society. Right. Society is filled with the people that um that are in it. Those people's thoughts, not necessarily their beliefs, relationships, um, but relationships, bonds. It's just it's just society is people. It's not just co- social constructs and ideas that you have to force onto others. Yeah. I mean, politics is a human created uh, idea. Right. And I mean, you could argue through evolution and natural selection um, that us as creatures, we tend to want to have leaders. But all this, all the extravaganza and stuff behind it. That is, that is a human-created entity. But um, I do want to get this thing out. Before we talk about this administration, this is kind of what happened with the Obama administration, what I'm about to detail. It's not over. It doesn't stop. All this, uh, ever since 2020 started, and it, we had Kobe's death and the George Floyd stuff and the the tragic shootings in Milwaukee. Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Even recently Boseman. today, the host of Jeopardy died. Oh yeah, Alex um, Trebek. Alex Trebek. Yeah, a lo- lots of lots of 
lots of horrible and like and yeah just like saddening things have happened this year but we definitely need to end the year on a positive note but going along with that um with the uh george floyd and all of the social injustice that has happened especially to um and i i felt especially as somebody that's african-american is it doesn't stop here with barack obama when he got elected even i was caught up in this i was like oh we're saved i I, I, legitly i thought oh we're saved barack do your thing and that's he was talking about this on lebron's show called the shop if you aren't familiar with it obama lebron and maverick carter had a 30-minute talk it was absolutely amazing and obama talked about the state of the united states and a lot of other things but he basically said when he got to the when he was elected he was like everybody just said all right barack do your thing like (laughs) that that's not fair he's one person y'all forget that there's a whole congress behind him he has a whole cabinet he's the president is just like emory said in episode four the figurehead yes so it doesn't stop here. And I don't want people in. I was being pessimistic last night. I was talking to a friend and I was like, well, now it's time for people to forget about the president for two and a half years and then get all riled up again when it's time to elect somebody else. I'm sad that I was that pessimistic, but I hope that's not the reality of the world. I hope that we keep pushing. I hope that we start electing local, state and even more federal positions. And we got to keep being active in our community because as much as you think it may happen joe biden he probably can't the likelihood is he can't affect your life directly that's likely more likely than not he cannot affect you directly but you know who can your mayor your police officers people in your community so it's affecting the things around you that's what greatness is well one thing i do want to tell you that it's it's all right to be a little pessimistic because uh-huh. that pessimism is what gets you knowing what reality is True. and that's what spurs you to think of things that you can hope for and change it allows you to give a bar to know what's right yeah. the, 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 everyone the, needs a little bit yeah. of pessimism the good the only good thing about gossip and negativity is that you get to establish what the goodness is exactly mm-hmm. that's what that's what really separates the good from the bad that's what makes that even division true that man well uh, are you ready to move into the actual like lawmaking legislation i guess all right let's get into it <laughs> so um I got it right here, man. So Biden does plan to sign a series of executive actions come January 20th when he gets inaugurated. Um, And before we get into it, uh, we Biden's campaign believes that he's going to have to do more executive actions than they previously thought, just because even though we have a uh, even though there's a Democratic House, there's still a Republican Senate. So to go through Congress and to put legislation out that way, it's going to be either just not happening or it's going to be really slow. Mm -hmm. So. The first thing, I'll just list them off. Their first focus is dealing with coronavirus, dealing with the pandemic. Um, The second is rejoining the Paris Climate Accords. Third, reverse President Trump's withdrawal from the World Health Organization. Uh, Fourth, repeal Muslim travel ban. Um, The next one is reinstate the Dreamers program, which is allows immigrants that were illegally brought to the country as children to remain in the country. Um, The next one is reverse uh, Donald Trump's uh, rollback of 100 public health and environmental rules. Um, and these were the ones that the Obama administration had in place. Are these all international? Um, some international, some uh, in co- in-house. So these are all the things that Joe Biden plans to do January 20th within his first, like they say, first 100 days, first 10 hours. So we're just going to basically uh, discuss 
Mm-hmm. So um, first things first, coronavirus. Uh, Actually, can we put one more thing oh, yeah. above okay. that? Uh-huh. Systematic racism. Oh, because yeah. Because Joe Biden did mention that in his speech. Okay. And personally, Lay I think that takes priority over – actually – yeah, it takes priority over everything else uh-huh. because, you know, as I said before, society is compromised of the people, so, um, social bonds, social relationships, and how can society function well? Well, coronavirus is not helping that at all, but how can society function well when the people aren't relating with each other well? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that all comes down to um, lawmaking strategies and um, really appealing to the American people and forcing that sense of unity that he was discussing before. Yeah. But I'm not really sure how he would go about that. Well, that, that's what I was about to say. Um, the, like I said, Joe, Joe Biden, I was uninspired before, but after the speech by him and Kamala last night, I am now inspired. And I feel like the most he can do is keep preaching that press uh precedent or principle sorry that principle of unity mm-hmm. he can do his things to fix um what's going on within the higher ups in the federal but i just i, I want to know what he can do but i'm still i'm trying to think with all the issues we have in the world i know where he can put federally put his finger in play and like fix certain things but when it comes to social justice and stuff like that I don't know necessarily there, what he can do. Ambiguous. Yeah. Maybe but you know, you still need to put in the effort because that's the only way that um, your oh yeah. ideals will become, come to fruition. So. Absolutely. And maybe that's Kamala's role. I mean, <laughs> Kamala is big cop. Like, maybe maybe that's her role. Did we, in- did, I know we mentioned it, but Kamala Harris. Woo! First woman vice president. Mm-hmm. Not only the first woman, the first colored woman. Shout out to all my ladies, man. Just, Not only the first cut. Co- well, Asian. Would Asian fall under colored people? Uh, it's I a minority. Don't, oh, yeah. Yeah. Asian, um, black, American. Uh, yeah. She. A, a lot parents, of people. Immigrants. A lot of people kind of have their own views on her coloredness and stuff like that. But I don't hmm. usually get into all the colorization. She's uh, just first woman uh vice president elect she she's first colored elect i mean it's it's great uh she's an inspiration to many i hope she's an inspiration to many women out there because mm-hmm. um that's we talk about uh, the oppression to the black community but um women are absolutely oppressed as well so black women uh, especially oh yes less yes lord so like hopefully she acts as an inspiration uh i know she's gonna do great so uh she's she obviously has merit behind her so uh, it'll be interesting to see what she does. What are you going to say about the cop stuff? Uh, Did cop. you mention that? Oh, I said she was big cop. Like oh. she was, <laughs> she was, uh, she was former uh, prosecutor yeah. and uh, senator and all that stuff. Um, yeah, the I don't know their stance on policing because policing is definitely um, a major issue. And with all the the body camera stuff, I feel like that should be ubiquitous and. Um, people have their certain views on uh, defunding the police or have their views on funding the police to allow them to function well. I believe there's merit to both sides of the story, but um, there obviously needs to be change. Um, I don't don't exactly know how to enact that change, but, you know. I have one. What do you think? Lengthening the um, process to even become a police officer for one. Okay, yeah, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> the, the, it definitely needs to be harder to become a policeman, and the charges upon the policeman when they 
in every case is a sticky situation because people have their views on Breonna Taylor. I'm sorry I didn't mention that before. Um, on Breonna Taylor and all these cases with the policemen, but the charges should definitely be stricter. I believe um, the court system is very hard to navigate and there's little nooks and crannies and uh, gray area here and there. So um, people start to make their cases for why cops shouldn't go to prison or why they should yada, yada, yada. But um, you know, all of that stuff, it, I won't call it frivolous, but I will definitely call it um, not as important as the lives and People say that is in a minimal amount of lives being taken as to the amount of lives that aren't taken. Um, and that is true. And sometimes we do need to face reality. But I have a connected I have a connection to nature. I have a connection to humanity. So every death that happens, I feel that in my soul. So as long yeah. as we limit we want to limit Personally, that as much as we can. I think that's foolish for them to say because, you know, as I was saying before, it just all comes down to who we are as a people. Mm -hmm. If so, like, let's say you place your country, which I'm sure everybody does, your country over priority over other countries, uh -huh. you should feel more connected to um, your fellow country people. Yeah. So you'll feel more connected to a fellow American than you would a Canadian right. or someone from the UK or a Japanese or somewhat. But yeah. um, all the people that are taken their lives are taken are their pieces to that puzzle mm. and they're um <laughs> so, sorry it's not nah, <laughs> it's just it's just funny to me how people can claim that it's only like one life but you know that what one if life that one yours? life was yours yeah well where would that opinion go you couldn't make an opinion well, what about the people whose opinions are taken from them what they say is that either they say well now that well they either they say oh well i wouldn't put my life in that position mm -hmm. or they say that oh i would just have to come to grips with the reality yeah. or they just probably what ends up happening is they find out that their opinion is flawed because if i were to be pulled over and unfortunately not live um not come out the situation alive yeah. regardless of what happens even if for some reason, I was aggressive to the cops because I have been taught to um, and a lot of people don't like this mentality, but to basically surrender yourselves to the authority of the cops, no matter what, don't combat them in any type of way. I some people don't that. agree with that. But even if in the case that I did or the case that I didn't, if I come back, if I don't come back home, I know the people in my life are going to be upset regardless of their views right now. A fool who acts foolish will die a fool. Mm hmm. But a fool who changes his ways will live long. And I believe that applies here okay. because um, you won't be able to live to fight another day to real, really make a big impact if your life is thrown away. And I'm not saying that Amen. people that stand up and throw uh, people that stand up and try to um, fight because it is unjust. And I understand completely 100 percent where they're coming from. Amen. But, you know, to make a true to make a true impact, to say how you really feel, not to be taken, not to have that opportunity taken from you. Sometimes you got to make a sacrifice and that sacrifice shouldn't have to be your life. You got to come home. You got to come home. Live you, to fight another day. Yeah. You got to understand in that situation. And you know what? A lot of times it's a life or death situation. A lot of times people are intoxicated. 
So mm-hmm. they never know. And a lot of times, you know, they and just get unjustly killed. I like, can't. <laughs> even if for me, it's irresponsible for, I think, us to even speak about this because we've never been put in that situation. Yeah, absolutely. We don't know exactly how they'd feel. But um, this is all theoretical. When you have a thinking gun theoretically. Yeah. What I believe is right. This is what should happen. But, you know, human, human error is always a factor. You can never predict or measure or judge how things will possibly play out. And, you know, but that's life. Yep. And you and know what? It could possibly be the end of life. But, you know. So that's that's how we do it on our part. And people who are against this, they uh, this viewpoint, they can fix it on the policing side. Mm-hmm. Fixing both, fixing that relationship it will de- it will ultimately minimize you know the the deaths and you know i mean people always talk about the bad apple stuff and you know i don't really i don't really like that argument uh <laughs> but yeah yeah I, I think on both ends minimizing that so back to the presidential um part of it all that we just discussed there there might not be a certain legislation that joe biden can put in place but he can put in some type of legislation that will influence the lower levels yeah. of governing to think about it. That. Think about it. Laws are harsh social constructs that are should never be broken, or at least that's how they're deemed. Right. So if you place a law like this, don't you believe that it would limit the people more? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what specific law that he could put out, but a law that um a law that would control the people's um how they act. Not like it's not like a simple put your seatbelt on law because yeah, you know it's not. It's just incredible how, or not incredible, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it's it's so crazy how just one one thing could possibly change how everybody goes about their lives, and people would complain more in the end if something like that happened because they would feel like they're um. God-given rights are being taken away from them. Yeah, people don't want to be told what to do. But, that was sloppy. Sorry, uh, but, it's okay. You know. No, we, I get what you're saying. I mean, people don't want to be told what to do, but we have to. Um, we need change. So that's that's just the social climate we limit uh, live in. But you know what? I'm absolutely optimistic, man. I, f- I feel like we can come through this time around. Maybe I'm just a hopeful teen, but this time around, I feel like everybody's ready to push the envelope, man. I, I feel like people are actually ready to stand up and fight. Um, the voter turnout was great this time. One of my role models, LeBron James, has gotten tens of thousands of people to vote. Like, the fact that we got so many people to vote this time, the people that are of influence that are telling people to vote, they need to tell them to vote local too. Yeah. In every county across the world, or United States, well, we need to enact those things. And but, I'm sure, I want to address something. I'm sure, like, these thoughts that we're putting out, some maybe some adult will be uh, listening or viewing whatever platform they're on and uh-huh. just be like, wow, look at these ignorant kids who don't know like reality. Wait till they grow up. And you know what? You're right. <laughs> because, hey, at the end of the day, we're teenagers. I'm sure we're going to have a reality check that's going to completely spur our moral system into one way or the other whenever we're old. But I'm hopeful that we'll have this same sense of clarity when when we're um aging and we're going to be able to take in more knowledge become more enlightened and just build on the foundations that we're setting today as teenagers you know what i agree with your ending but the beginning i emphatically disagree emphatically i disagree (laughs) for this sole point 
I believe in us. You know what? We've lived great lives. We're going to end up going through trials and tribulations. But I feel like, and this goes for anybody, as long as you put love, kindness, and positivity first, you can make it through any season. Mm -hmm. I believe that. So as long as we keep that first, I feel like in what we're describing now is what we want the world to be. It's not what the world is now. We know that there's injustices happening everywhere now. We know there's injustices that aren't put on CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, ABC, all the networks. We know that there are things that are happening behind the scenes, but we are hoping hoping for a better tomorrow. And that's all you can do. And, you know, like I said before, this is the pessimist in me talking. Yeah. But, you know, um, I will acknowledge that I will say it now. As enlightened as I may be, I am a fool compared to who I will be in the future. Absolutely. So, you know, it it comes with age and experience. And I haven't seen much, but I know that I will see a lot more. And I pray that I will be given the opportunity to see a lot more. That's the essence of humanity. Being a better person tomorrow than you are today. Mm -hmm. Being a better person today than you were yesterday. One thing that I'm not a fortune teller, but one thing I could say for me and Caleb and everybody else. You will experience growth in the future. It's like impossible. Oh, yeah. Not to grow. Unless you're denying your destiny. Whether you like it or not. And I believe that maybe there isn't a destiny, not a set track that your life is planned out to be but you know one thing that we are destined to be is better than who we are today mm. amen we can leave it at that uh so damn i'm becoming a philosopher now, so. <laughs> you want to go into on. coronavirus or i mean how much can we yeah, really talk we about were, that we've been let's move more into actual legislation stuff we've been going like well yeah i mean he said uh he's gonna appoint this task force uh on monday actually this episode will be out on monday so the Task force will be appointed by the time you hear this podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. Hope hope it's good. I don't know. I'm trying to talk <laughs> to the future, uh, y'all. Um, but yeah, he also said he's going to appoint generals to uh, you know make the dis- this dissemination of the vaccines as uh, efficient as possible. And you know, I, I hope we get through this. Uh, people are talking about the second spike, and you know, also with COVID coming from somebody who's never caught the virus coming from somebody who's uh, always stayed masked up, but I'm still blessed to not have had to deal with me or a loved one dying. Bro, a, a lot so, of people, a lot of people are in despair let's just from this. Ac- man. Acknowledge how blessed we are, yeah. man. A lot of the things that we see happening around the world, we've have we've had the we've had the blessing of not being able to witness personally and absolutely you know, it's it's unbelievable because this world as unpredictable and as evil as it can be, we've been we've only been exposed to the hopeful and beautiful parts of it. Yeah, I mean, and and you know what? But we have a true position in the world because the although we haven't gone through the agony that some people and everybody had something taken away from them for coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, some of us, I mean, some of us just came out to have gotten positives from it, but there are people that are going through true agony. So it's, you know what, it's our responsibility to acknowledge the agony that people are going through. It's our responsibility to be the positive light because if we were here not catching COVID, not having family members die and just sitting here talking about how bad things are and the bad stuff, that just makes it worse on them. So it's, it's our stupid. responsibility to acknowledge their agony, acknowledge their pain, acknowledge what they're going through, try to do things to make their lives better, 
and part of that is projecting the positivity. And that's a lot of the reason why um, people find um, mistrust and um, hate for others, like in positions of power, like the president. Uh-huh. Like they believe that Trump always said that he understood what they were going through. Yeah. And he was empathetic for them. But, you know, what are you doing for them? Right. How are you providing for the people that need that need it? And if you're not and people have placed a responsibility upon you to do so, I mean. Yeah. And I mean, speaking of really Donald Trump, and I don't like to get into races and the demographics and stuff, but uh, the 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 highest percentage of voter drop in the Trump uh, like votes, the 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 biggest drop was actually white people. I don't know if I can talk about this. Bro, I don't know, I know if I need to edit this I out. Like, I like how you always say, I don't like to get into this, but you get into it. <laughs> yeah, but I get into it anyway. Um, because, we, I mean, people know the perception of, of what kind of people voted for Donald Trump. I'm uh, not afraid to say check. that. Uh, yeah, I'm not afraid to say it's that. It's not even reality. It's so obvious. It, I mean, yeah, but, it would be stupid to ignore it. But a lot of the people that, and especially like – um. You know, people were talking about how Donald Trump was trying to appeal to, uh, I guess, poor white voters. But I mean, a lot of the votes that he lost were part of the white, like, uh, were part of white people. In mm-hmm. fact, more minorities voted for Trump this I time around. I did not know that. Which is insane. And um, I'm, a, I'm not mad at. Well, I'm, eh, I'm not mad at minorities being flexible with their vote because what people need to realize is that they're they like you don't want to be bought, but you want to be bought. Like, I need you to work for my vote because uh, the Democratic side of um, the spectrum, they kind of just assume that the minorities would vote for them. Well, then in that assumption, they're not going to do anything for them. So vote whichever way you feel right. If you're a small business, vote conservative, which is what you're likely going to vote or vote Democratic, whatever. Vote the way you feel. And in that case, don't feel like you're tied to a party. And then when the party like reciprocates your needs and actually does things for you, that is how they pay for your vote in essence. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, your vote is powerful, man. Um, in retrospect, mm-hmm. I was I said before that I don't like things becoming so politically correct, but you just said it numerous times. I realized the word minorities is really placing a stigma upon those people. Mm-hmm. Because it literally has, first of all, has the word minor in it. Yeah. It's like taking them out of the forefront of the picture uh, when everybody should be equal, you know? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Definitely. And that label, I don't, I don't really well, like Well, ho- hopefully, you know what? What the goal is to get into a point where the race relation, the race part of the voting doesn't matter. And people are voting strictly based off of maybe if they're, I mean, you don't want to say it north and south because that's like civil war type yeah. stuff. But I would even based prefer. Off the, Huh? I would even prefer if it was just strictly Democratic and Republican in this case, like races aside. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just like the idea. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah conservative and liberal. All right. Now let's get into some actual uh, legislation. So the next one on the docket is uh, rejoining the Paris Climate Accords. Mm. This is a biggie. This is bigger than a lot of people realize or maybe a lot of people realize. Yeah. Um, I don't. You so. got. Well, yeah. Let me Before learn. Me. Uh, this sort of thing really speaks to me. I'm going to talk about the ideas of both sides, even Trump's idea on this and why he pulled from the Paris uh, Climate Accords. So let me first just 
inform everybody on what the Paris Climate Accords are. It's uh, to basically bring nations, all the nations that are a part of it, into like a common cause of combating climate change. So everybody's subject to these things called NDCs, which are nationally uh, determined contributions. So every, com every country, they're expected to actively combat climate change, and they're expected to like upload, not upload, but like basically be transparent in what they're doing, basically give out what, uh, all of the efforts they're trying to do. So it's just like, openness and it's like globalization which is something i like globalization it's uh the globalization of of climate change like the fight basically because yeah. i mean for us to save the earth it can't just be america it can't just be china it can't just be the uk that are separately combating climate change themselves it has to be everybody yeah um so uh i know this is kind of the other side to it their focus is also helping the developing countries because we know the developing countries, they necessarily don't have a choice. If they got to burn oil to function, they got to burn the oil. So a lot of the developing countries give off in relative to uh, countries as America, like their carbon footprint per person in the developing countries is very high. Although like America and China and India give off the most, like per like little section, mm -hmm. the developing countries are really high because like, I mean, they don't necessarily have a choice. So countries like America have to pay money to help out other countries in combating climate oh. change. This is why Donald Trump pulled us out of it because he doesn't believe, he doesn't believe we need to be paying more than everybody else. So that's kind of like the impasse in this situation. So you know, before I go on, that's what do you economy. think about it? That's the economist in him. It's well, yeah. bigger than money because where will the money go when you have no functioning societies because societies aren't functioning due to um, weather problems right. and our natural um, environments are going to be completely altered and you're going to be at a point where money can't fix that. <laughs> right. So I think there are necessary sacrifices if you believe money would be worth a sacrifice in comparison to the world and you know, um, that was a stupid choice. Yeah. Oh, so, you, so you're all in on these Paris yeah. climate accords. Yeah, and I didn't do extensive research. I just kind of know what it is. But um, and Yeah, I'm sure there's way more to it than yeah. what I just said because they definitely taken that into consideration. But, right. You know. I mean, he, he was elected president. So he, regardless of what you feel about Donald Trump, he has a merit at some degree. So he believed that the money that we were giving up to this Paris Climate Accord in helping the other countries combat climate change wasn't worth it. Yeah, maybe so he, he believed there were more pressing issues to um, direct that money towards. Right, and well also, but this is what the Biden-Harris campaign is about. It's about unity. And it's not just unity within America, it's unity around the world. Like I said, to combat climate change, all the scientists in the world need to be come together. All the people of the world need to come better and everybody come together and everybody needs to play their part in combating climate change. The unfortunate issue with that is that some countries are better off than others. America is richer in comparison to some other country out there. Yeah, that's so that's just the reality. That's of just the reality. So maybe there does need to maybe America doesn't need to take the full blunt force. Maybe other countries need to uh, also contribute money as well. Um, and you know, what? we're gonna, they're gonna make decisions on that. So I honestly, I honestly think it's a good, I think it's a good deal, man. 
this is really, 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 really far fetched. But you know what? Um, would re- really make this easier. Hmm. Um, unification of countries. For example, Elaborate. um, if the United States um became the same country as India, I don't know. This is just really oh, far like well, But you know, more globalization, like you said before. Yeah, the global just, human race. Uh, connecting of resources completely. I think that would really help out. But you know, that's never going to happen. Well, no, I won't say never. Um, maybe, uh, hopefully, in our in our in our lifetimes, because you know, I'd plan to live forever, but not actually. But um, hopefully, within our lifetimes. But um, I was talking about this earlier with the monk sentiment is healing the ecology of human heart. Mm. So. The only way for us to, instead of having American Indian and all this and all this and that, to just be the human race, we have to heal the the wounds, heal the pain, heal the anger, heal the ego within human heart. And I said, like, uh, we talked about this last week, is like, when if we find aliens, like, yeah, we'll just be viewed as the human race. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's, it's certainly plausible. It, it's, it sounds great to me. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. But And to reference... Um a form of media that me and Caleb both regularly consume, anime. Uh-huh. Um, there's a show out there called Magi. I know he's familiar with it. But mm-hmm. um, in that show, there's this concept of the world was completely unified at one point under one king. And everybody spoke the same language, although they were of different races. Mm-hmm. And everybody lived in peace and harmony. And, you know, I really like that idea. Yeah. I mean, th- to be honest, there's... <laughs> democracy would have never happened if all the kings were good <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> you know monarchy could be perfect but you know yeah. it's human human there's human frailty human frailty that's human what, error that's what throws everything away yeah. and that's the only really thing i could to think I, I in class we had a prompt about something it's like a case where human um history repeats itself yeah and i really think the biggest um the biggest case of history repeating itself is um greedy people in power because that always leads to inevitable downfall yeah and you know i wonder how long the united states is going to exist well we'll see i wonder i mean i don't, i've like i just i love our country we just have problems as every country has problems yeah um i lean more towards globalization also but you know it's just he- healing egos man it's, it's getting rid of the egos and you know Everybody in the world can't uh, establish a monk mindset and stuff like that. But, you know, with the science that's going to come in the future, uh, and, and I, I always relate things back to science, but I just feel like as time goes on, we're all globalizing anyway. As new, as new technologies become one, as with artificial intelligence, basically eliminating the, the language gap, eliminating yeah. the the barrier that or not yeah but yeah language barrier that i can't talk to somebody from china or japan just because we don't speak the same language with artificial artificial intelligence bridging that gap um breaking that barrier that will also uh attend to the globalization so yeah, yeah lot, lots of good stuff man it could be said that i think it might be impossible mm-hmm. for everybody to unite because you know it's always going to be differing opinions on yeah. things but um, uniting under one concept, perhaps technology, I think that could be plausible. Definitely, man. Um, yeah. So let's move on. Uh, the uh, the last things that uh, are basically his in his early executive orders. I don't know 
how much you can talk about them because just because I'm not necessarily knowledgeable about all these things, but I want to know what you think. Uh, first, a uh, reverse of President Trump's withdrawal from the World Health Organization. <laughs> oh, do you have anything to say about? It? I don't. I, mean, I don't know. Do I need to even speak on this? I Go think ahead. this is a universally foolish decision uh-huh. that, um, yeah, the universe can agree on <laughs> <laughs> because uh, if you're really caring for the um, well-being of your citizens, I don't know if you be- I don't know why you'd believe that your country. Don't get me wrong. America is powerful. America is influential, but um, nowhere near compared to all of the other world's powers and their brilliant minds. Yeah. So, you know, just um, I think that his ego came into play there yeah. um, during Bruh. that decision actually, and the rest of his cabinet. Actually, I was watching a YouTube video, the infographics show, and <laughs> they literally talked about a USA versus the world war. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because they were from the U.S., but, like, they're, they use, like, legit information. Like, they're a good YouTube channel, lots millions of subscribers. And uh, we kind of held our own. <laughs> held like, your own, but you will. It's, <laughs> it's a comparison. It's like there's a difference between like USA versus the actual world. Like if yeah. every single country, which is not feasible, if every single country did that, uh, went against us, like, yeah. But like, I mean, we're just, we're powerful people, it's man. the but, world powers in um, general. Yeah, but uh, yeah. But hey, I believe. I don't believe that should have happened. Let me go in. Nah, yeah. Whatever. Uh, yeah. But, you know, Americans also, we were kind of egotistical man we feel like we're the sh- we're the ish but you know yeah that was an ego play there um yeah. believing that we're capable of doing more than we possibly could with um the other brilliant minds of the world i feel that so, yeah you know there's so many brilliant minds out there that don't even have a voice yeah. but um moving on uh repealing the muslim travel ban what do you think hmm oh well first of all of course and uh, but I'm trying to figure out how to go about this. The right words to yeah. say. I mean, obviously we want more inclusion. Uh, yeah. s- certain things happen. Uh, certain things have happened with 9/11 and stuff like that, which is like this is the kind of issue that I'm not necessarily super informed on. So I don't want to say the wrong thing. I mean, because just coming from like an outsider's view, that doesn't really know well, I, all the implications. Thing I do is, know is that. Um, the Muslim religion does not coincide with killers. Yeah, because yeah. that's a. I have I've have Muslim friends. I've had various Muslim friends back. My best friend was Muslim. Uh huh. You know, back when I lived in Alaska. Yeah. And you know, um, the good in people, and whatever um is written in Muslim um scriptures and beliefs. Uh huh. I know, I know for excuse my language. Damn certain. Uh huh. That um, <laughs> that nothing written in there would possibly spur believers in Allah to um, kill others. And we can leave it at that. That's I I agree 100. percent It's just stupid generalizations. Yeah. And you know maybe maybe you could argue that um, statistically it happens more often with those types of people, but you know it's not the case. Mm-hmm. It definitely isn't the case, and it shouldn't take numbers to say that. All right. Next, reinstate the Dreamers program, allowing immigrants to illegal immigrants illegally brought as children to remain in the country. Say that again. So it's reinstating the Dreamers program, which oh. uh, it allows the immigrants that were illegally brought as babies to remain in the country and not get deported. Uh, yeah. Why not? 
You know, a lot of people, I mean, when it comes to immigration, looking at the stats, most people agree on immigration. It's like 65% are against all the deportation and stuff like that. Because just think of it. You're throwing someone into the unknown when they were born here. America's all they really know. Imagine if they never came from a Spanish-speaking household, but you deport them to their quote-unquote home country. Right. There's no home there. I mean, what are they going to do? How are they going to get around? And, you know, the programs that they have to potentially help them regain a place back in their home country and society there are uh, weak. Yeah. And they don't really work out. And um, that's because you can't just move people places and you can't just change somebody's whole life it's not um lawful yeah and you know they try to make that a law but you know a law has to be something that um is socially acceptable Mm -hmm. and uh does not deny people of their human rights and uh that does true that man well uh we've I'll talk for almost 50 minutes about this uh, political stuff, man. I mean, we, we said some really great things. Uh, you have any last words on it, or are you good? I kind of already said my piece. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. Editing hell. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, um, what, I, what I can say is, uh, I mean, whether you're a Democrat or Republican, um, I hope you find your good in this election um don't go out and do anything crazy all the riots and uh the stuff that people are talking about everybody's talking about oh let's go to canada let's move to mexico people are going to say that whether trump was elected or biden was elected i don't really listen to them because they're not moving anywhere they're staying put right where they're at in good old america so um you know uh i'm interested to see what the biden harris administration is going to do um once again, I want to re- reiterate that uh, extremely proud of Kamala Harris for being the first woman elected vice president. feel like she's going to be an inspiration to many. Um, proud of Joe Biden as well. I'm proud of what that administration stands for, regardless of like the economic and like nitty-gritty statistical things they stand for. What they said yesterday underlines the principles of unity, erasing the division in the com- country. And to end it, Joe Biden said he can describe america as one word and that's possibilities and i think it's within our possibility to become more unified than we've ever been yeah one thing i actually can say is uh oh, four years from now we can look back on this podcast and have uh, have a good grasp that uh what we said and what we hope for not completely have come true but you know on the way there yeah ho- hopefully he feels his obliging yeah come on We trust you, Biden. Let's do it. All right. Now into some science. Let's do this thing, man. Exciting thing. You know what? I'm just like, I've been in a state of pure elation. I don't know. Today has just been a great day. Maybe it's because it's a Sunday. Um, But with all the hope I've received from uh, what's what's going on. Yes, Lord. What's going on in the country. Um, Proud to see what's going to happen. But uh, in the science world, some pretty freaking cool things are going on. (laughs) So, um, many people might know, might not know about condensed matter science or condensed matter physics. Uh, most people don't know, but, uh, I'll explain. That's what I'm here for. I'm your boy. I'm the science guy. Uh, the first room temperature superconductor has been created. What's that? Right. (laughs) Uh, 
kind of got crickets after saying first room temperature superconductor. <laughs> so a team of scientists at the University of Rochester um, discovered this. Um, what a superconductor is, it's a substance that conducts electricity with 100% efficiency, no resistance. So it's a pretty freaking cool thing. Um, I can talk about what they allow us to do, but first I want to talk about how this thing basically came to fruition. Um, superconductors in the past, they were only able to be uh, feasible at like near absolute zero temperatures. The first superconductor created in 1901 or 1915, one of those crazy dates long time ago, it was uh, kept at uh, almost like negative 200-something uh, uh, Celsius or Kelvin, basically at absolute zero. Uh, so we've never been able to achieve this type of thing until now. So this material, it's basically the material that's the key to sci-fi. Uh, hmm. So making electricity ubiquitous, um, basically making electricity for free, you know how many lives that would save allowing everybody to have electricity? It, it would just be crazy. So uh, what are the issues with um, normal conductors that we have now? They are not as efficient. The hmm. reason why it costs money is because the electricity that you see now that's in your phone, <coughs> excuse me, that, oh, wow, that's in your <laughs> phone right now that we're uh, s streaming this video, all the electricity that we're using, it's nowhere near 100% efficient. Um, so that's what superconductors can do. It's like, it's just the, the, the coolest material in the world. Huh. So how they made this, they um, got it by, uh, just to put it as simply as possible, they got it by squeezing carbon and sulfur together between diamonds. Uh, they exposed it to <laughs> hydrogen gas. Wow. And they put it under extreme pressure. The pressure uh, is 267 um, gigapascals, which is, you might not know what gigapascals are, but it's 2.5 million times the pressure that you are feeling right now by the Earth's atmosphere. And then to top it off at the end, they shot it with a laser. So they, so dro they when, dropped a nuke on it and hit it with some laser beams. Yeah, they did some crazy stuff. They came up with this, uh, basically, if you're playing Minecraft, the god material. Uh, they <laughs> came up with some crazy stuff. Oh, uh, hold on. They they came out with the um, bedrock? It, yeah, it's like they came Dang. up with some great stuff. Like. Um, so by adjusting the lasers and the pressure, they, um, all of a sudden they saw this transparent crystal, um, substance and, you know, it just, it, it makes the scientist's heart melt It is just the absolute divinity and beauty of this material and what this material can do. Um, so you guys may know, I live in the sci-fi world. Um, and within the sci-fi world, we have things, uh, such as hoverboards and flying cars and uh, flying trains and all that stuff. And I already said before, the flying car isn't necessarily feasible if you're using like, like actual engine power. It'd be way too loud to um, combat the air resistance and all that stuff. But the way it can be feasible is through maglev. Maglev is short for magnetic levitation. We already have maglev trains in Japan, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but this, with these superconductors, um, it basically it creates like the true desired impacts of magnetic levitation. So, what superconductors can do is basically cancel out a magnetic field. It doesn't feel any pressure. So, 
uh, hopefully I can put up a picture like I did last episode. But with the magnetic material, uh, if you um, basically create a magnetic field um, by this conductor, the the f- magnetic forces do not um, go inside. They cancel out within the superconductor, which basically allow them to inert, exert this um, a strong magnetic force that can basically levitate a magnet. Okay. So think about a sci-fi world where your trains are floating in air and your cars and your hoverboards and all that cool stuff, man. So yeah, it's just like, this is a truly like science fiction milestone that we're at. And the, the superconductor we have now, it can't be used for commercial use. Like all, I talked about the gigapascals and it has to be kept at 59 degrees. So that's, people will say, Oh, that's not room temperature. It's close Uh enough. Um, (laughs) 14 degrees Celsius. So, um, yeah, man, it's just like a really cool thing. And I feel like I'm saying a lot of word salad right now. So I'm going to pass it off to you. What do you, what do you think? That's cool. Uh, I've always been, um, pretty, not infatuated, but pretty interested in those sci-fi movies, you know, Mm -hmm. where, um, we have the society with like all the blue neon lighting. Yeah. Like, um, the wheels on the cars that don't move, but it just glides across the streets. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have like no driver. You just talk to the car, tell it where you want to go. The AI aspect of all this. Yeah, bro. It's it's cool how all these technologies <laughs> that we've been mentioning these past few episodes are going to merge. Yeah. And it's going to create like a, some like, well, super society compared to what we have today. It, it creates an absolute, like, it's just like a beautiful world. Like, uh-huh. like just to paint the picture, like. You have the artificial intelligence. Like, we talked about that. We talked about all the space travel and all this stuff. And this, like, superconductor, this, like, affects, like, because a lot of the stuff we talked about is, like, going outwards. We have we had the space versus water debate. Okay, whatever. But, like, this superconductor material, this affects us directly. All the, the, the technology gap or the information gap, whatever it's called, um, with people in third world countries that can't have access to the Internet. This fixes that, like, making ubiquitous electricity. And, like, just imagine, like, New York City or whatever city you live in, the night lights and, like, just, like, the neon, like Emery said, the neon lights above you in the road. We're just gliding across the road. We don't have wheels. We don't (laughs) need wheels anymore. We don't need to combat the friction of the tough road. We're just gliding over. You know, we don't even need hoverboards. We can just have hover shoes. And it's going to be crazy. Slide across the air, It's going to be crazy when we finally explore the depths of the sea and get those, um, (laughs) that hydro energy, you know. (laughs) And it's just going to take society to places that we could have never imagined with the help of space. Okay. You feel me? I'll let, I'll let you we're have. just it's, we're gonna go dumb we're gonna go stupid it's I'll gonna let you be have amazing. that for now um but yeah man this the just the the idea of this superconductor because like all of the science that the science fiction that I talk about like the one thing we never talk about is the energy required like just to make one like c3po robot it's like more energy than that runs within your house. Like <laughs> it's a, a, a lot of things need to happen. So, um, I, de- I live in fantasy land, but it's, it's a, it's a group effort. Like me, Emery and the viewer, each one of us, we're just one person contributing to like this vast world that we want to create. Like, um, it's just, just thinking about being in the futuristic world. Like it's just, it gives me chills, man. It's, it, in this this levitating magnet, it's um it's called the Meisner effect. If you want to do extensive research on it, um, but 
yeah, man, it's just like the thought of like the magnetic. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Um, the magnetic levitation, like riding yeah. in a floating train, like that. Just that it doesn't seem like. Man. I can't conceptualize it within the the barbaric it's world we live in now. All of that is up to us. Oh, I yeah. saw something on Reddit, mm-hmm. um, and this is like super obvious, but it like flew over my head. All the things that we use and enjoy today are products of our previous generations, and they still are. Mm-hmm. Like we haven't, as we as a generation, haven't really contributed much to the world yet. And you know, there are some kids out there that are making breakthroughs yeah. scientifically and socially. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, everything that we have and know is um, a product of our previous generations. And all the things that we're talking about now are going to be left in our hands yeah, to man. give to the future generations. It's it's time to push the envelope, bro. It, it's it's time to do it, man. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready to. And let's get it. Yeah, let's get it. Like, let's go. Let's go. Like what we're doing, Sorry, audio what we're doing here, like with this podcast, this is just step one. But like, I'm ready to get out there. Like first, like cure this COVID thing, man. It's crazy. But uh, let's just, I'm ready to get out in the streets and really like enact some change. Like mm-hmm. I'm ready to hunker down in my laboratory and like <laughs> <laughs> start with this like maglev stuff because like, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just an uber, uber cool. That's not even a thing, but it's. It's just super cool to One think thing about this world. I hope that we never lose, mm-hmm. even as we age, is this ability to dream. Dream imagination, yeah. Ooh. This ability to um, know what we want and not get lost. Yeah. Not get lost in the sauce of the world. But with all this technology that's going to come out, bro, you don't think that somebody's going to try to turn into a superhero? Like It's going to be me. There's a, what? Yeah, there's a lot of nerds. There, Mark like my us. words, enlightened brothers, viewers. It's going to be me, Emery Imokiti, like, first superhero. Us nerds, like, we're going to really, like, ha- we've dreamed of becoming these vigilantes and these superheroes. Like, with, with Maglev, the ability to have, like, a hoverboard, like, that thing makes me think of Green Goblin hoverboarding throughout the city. Now, Silver Surfer. I think this is a perfect bridge into the next um, topic. Well, not even topic. Uh, debate of the day. You know. Oh yeah, you want to get into the Let's debate now? Let's finally get into it. All right. Well, uh, debate number eight. Let's get number it. Eight. Oh yeah, this is the eighth debate. You know, episode <clears> eight, <throat> man. Let's. I forgot to say it. We say this every every episode, but uh, episode eight. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get it. You already know. <laughs> All right, bro. Stop. <laughs> All right, bro. Enough jokes. Um, yeah, bro. Um. Yeah, we just live in an interesting world. So let's get into this debate. Uh, we talked about politics, talked about science. Now, to even nerd out even more, we're going on to superheroes, baby. The no. debate of the day: What is who is the best Robin? Robin being Batman's sidekick. Uh, Some forms, Batman's son. Yeah, or Batman's son. So we have three. Are there three Robins, or are there more than three? There's probably more. I only know. You want to do a quick three, internet though. search? Let's get it. It's probably going to be a long list of alternate universe Robins. Yeah. And uh, dead Robins. A lot of dead as hell Robins. Excuse me. But, uh, you know, Robin Bing getting clapped. Um, oh, I forgot about Tim Drake. Oh, Tim Drake. Loki. That's the Loki, the best one right okay, there. Okay, so we're going to go through the list. There's uh, Tim Drake. There's Damian Wayne. There's Jason Todd. Um,. Who, and, who knows who that is? Uh, there's me. Dick Grayson. So uh, 
Stephanie Brown, who's a, a lady, and then uh, let's see who else. There's Earth Two Robin. There's uh, Carrie Kelly. So yeah, there's two female uh, Robins. Um, but yeah, so Damian Wayne is obviously Batman's son. Uh, Batman has a relationship with uh, the daughter of Ra's al Ghul, who is like I know who you're talking. Talia, Talia al Ghul. Uh, yeah, Talia al Ghul. Um, which Ra's al Ghul? Who does he lead again? I don't know. Isn't that it's like a uh, a ninja clan? Uh, but um, you know, actually, all these forms of media. So cool. Head of the demon. Um, Robin in Teen Titans was actually my uh. Favorite Robin. Teen Titans go Robin. Yeah, he's pretty funny. He's pretty cool. But he don't got that sense of style. He don't got that coolness that the OG Teen Titans Robin had. You feel me? And if you watch the show, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because that dude was, uh, he was a player, man. And he, was, he wasn't actually really weak so as you he like is today. So you like Teen Titans Robin? Yeah. So who, who would that be? Is that... They they're kind of... I don't know. They're kind of ambiguous. I think it was... Teen um, Titan. Wait, Teen Titans go or Teen Titans? Teen Titans. That might be Dick Grayson. Oh, for real? You think so? Probably. Well, okay, probably. so just to give a background on some of these, Dick Grayson is the one that comes from the circus. And eventually turns into Nightwing. Turns into Nightwing, who was formerly and probably still is my favorite. No, he's not in anymore, but he was formerly my favorite superhero. Um, Dang. We have uh, Jason Todd, who turns into... Uh, I don't know who that is. So he turns into uh, Red... Um, Red Hood? Yeah, he turns into Red Hood. Oh. Uh, the guy with the guns and stuff like that. Jason Todd in many universes uh, is just a, basically a kill dummy. He gets killed by Joker <laughs> like <laughs> lots of times. Um, we already brought up Damian Wayne, mm-hmm. uh, Batman's son. And uh, there's also Tim Drake, which... Uh, He's Tim, elite. Tim Drake just dies in the vi- video game. I don't really know much about Tim Drake. Um, but yeah, so... Y- I don't know. I mean... I would have to go with um, Damian Wayne. Damian Wayne, tell me why. Um, because this is the well, Batman has always been a father figure, sort of, to um all these um Robins uh-huh. of the past, and um Damian Wayne's his only actual son. Yeah, and we always get to see in the comics how he's trying to fight um fight to gain his dad's respect oh, yeah. and be like a stronger Robin. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that gets him into trouble a lot of the times because in the Injustice series, uh-huh. I remember he accidentally killed Nightwing. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Snap that boy neck. Oh, my gosh. I forgot about him <laughs> killing Nightwing. He just killed Nightwing and broad. Like, and, you know, he kind of a savage for yeah. that, so I'm going to give him some points. Wait, wasn't he juiced up? Like, wasn't he – didn't he have, like, some type of extra power for, like, I don't Superman? Know. I'm pretty sure Superman gave all his, like – because uh, in the Justice series, it's like... But Superman he fell on a rock or something, and Dick Grayson sla- uh, snapped his neck. Yeah, bro. But, uh, yeah, he, he he dead as hell. Um, um, Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to go... Well, yeah, uh, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, Damian Wayne, he's definitely the wildest Robin. He's also the most skilled. He yeah. comes in as a freaking ninja. I'm uh-huh. beating myself up for not knowing uh, what group Ra's al Ghul leads. Uh, but it's just basically a ninja group. Oh my gosh, why can't it's an arrow too? I don't know why I can't put my finger on it. Google but um, but um, anyway, Damian Wayne, just being the son of Batman, you already know he got them top tier genetics. You already know that he got that superhero sense, and he's um personally um personally uh, invested 
in the story. That didn't make sense. Whatever. But um, he's just a strong guy. He's uh, he's pretty cool. He's I don't think in a lot of the forms of Batman media, he's really aged. Yeah. So it's like the young Robin that we're used to seeing. Yeah. Well, I did find out who Ra's al Ghul was. The, um, you're going to knock me for this, but um, he's the leader of the League of Assassins. How do we forget that? The League of Assassins? I didn't even know you that. You don't know about the League of Assassins, bro? Oh, my gosh. That's like nah, one of the coolest like, side sections of DC Comics. Um, you got to watch Arrow, the CW show. Um, but, yeah, like Damian Wayne comes from a freaking like ninja clan, League of Assassins. Like They're mm-hmm. super cool. But you know what? I'm going to go with Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson, homegrown, uh, OG Robin. I'm pretty sure he's the OG Robin. I think so. I think it was Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim, Gr- uh, uh, Damian Wayne. Because he Tim is Drake. the oldest um, Robin. He's the oldest one. He turns into freaking Nightwing, one of the coolest heroes ever. Yeah, um, with some freaking batons. Dick Grayson's the leader of Teen Titans. Um, yeah, Dick Gray- Yeah, the batons. Dick Grayson's just a cool freaking Robin. Robin's one of the coolest heroes that... Uh, that's around, man. Yeah. Uh, Put some glory to the sidekicks. And you know what? In modern, like, MCU and all that, mm-hmm. I just realized nobody really got sidekicks. Yeah, nobody has sidekicks in MCU. Anymore. That's like, a DC thing. That's a re- Yeah, that's really a DC thing. I haven't really heard of sidekicks. It's always partnerships Wait, and everybody there individual. Does, Marv- does Marvel have sidekicks at all? I don't think so. I mean, um, what's his name? That Iron Man dude, Don Cheadle. What's oh, his, uh, uh, machine, uh, war machine, war machine. Yeah, I guess. I mean, not. It's like, like a partnership. Nah, it's like, a, yeah, they're two. They're homies. Yeah, but you know, like not really a trainee under someone who's like oh, the sub hero. It's crazy. Are, it, I it mean, might be a DC thing. Well, let's think about it. Does any sidekick live up to Robin? I think Batman and Robin's like that is the goat. What other? No, can you? No, no. Can you even name another superhero sidekick (laughs) combo? I'm trying to think of one right now. (laughs) I'm literally trying to think of one. There's Um, none. (laughs) Yo, pause real quick. The best superhero series on TV. Um, it used to be on Netflix. I want to find it. It was like a three, two, three season thing. Batman had a different sidekick every episode. You remember that? No. Bruh, it was my favorite my Batman favorite, cartoon. My favorite live action superhero show of all time is Smallville. I never that watched Smallville. Small, I watched that with my mom. It was about, um, it was Superman's different origin story, like in modern day. And he like, um, it was just amazing. It was like a little um, Supergirl show, but uh-huh. Supergirl's trash. That was way better. That's the OG. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's called Batman Brave and the Bold, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, Batman Brave and the Bold. He had a different sidekick every episode. Beetle is fire. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a lot of interesting sidekicks. But Is that the blue dude? Yeah, the blue dude. Um, I really can't think of any other side. Maybe sidekicks aren't a thing. Yeah. Does anybody I haven't have said the word sidekick in years, actually. Uh, yeah. I can't. Now that I think about it. But I've made a commitment today. Um, maybe Emery as well. I'm getting really into comics now. I'm going to actually read them because I've always seen the reviews on the internet and I've always seen like this, that, yeah. and the third. Like I've watched all the movies, obviously. Like I've I'm been, the base uh, fan, but I'm I'm buying the comics. Let's I'm just say them. I've been digesting comics in a non-paperback form. Really? Okay. Not um, not, not law-abiding citizen. 
by then. Oh, I'm uh, letting you hey, 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 we're on uh, YouTube. Don't hold this against me. We're on YouTube. Uh, sorry for our ad revenue. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. Actually, it's time to do an ad. Um, <laughs> thank We're you. We're actually that. sponsored this week by Manscaped. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> have you ever? <laughs> <laughs> this week is sponsored by toilet paper. Um, you know the toilet paper you all love and have to use. Uh, yeah. Shout out to toilet paper. Actually, this week we're sponsored by um, Tornado Dudes. Oh God. If you're on audio, I uh, actually I congratulate you because you don't have to see uh, my co-host literally just spinning. He's literally spinning. I don't understand that. Probably gonna edit this out because it's kind of weird. Um, but uh, yeah, man, is it time to bring this thing to a close? What do you? Oh, all right, he's dizzy. Oh god. Dang, everything's spinning, dog. Or whatever. You know what? <laughs> One thing I want to add to the podcast, um, I've seen this on other podcasts, I want to have viewer questions. I want to have uh, viewers sending questions, and that'll be the last thing please, we do please. every week. Yeah, I mean, comment Send below. Questions. Comment below, and we can answer questions. Like, that's Actually, what I really hope. let's leave a little message. If you're still here listening, and if you're... Well, this is for YouTube comment section. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please refer yourself to the YouTube video right now. Yes. And if you're still listening or watching, please comment down below. I have been enlightened, and I like rocks. Okay, that's weird. Just say I've been enlightened or I have. I like rocks. Whatever. I like rocks. Say I like, I like rocks. rocks. Okay. I'll, I'll, yeah, because like that that's one. a nobody will know what that's about. But like, Let's, yo, we're gonna keep grinding every week. Like what we've done with this podcast, what the viewers y'all have done with us, it's been absolutely amazing. Exactly. So you know what? It's a weekly grind. You know, we got a guest episode coming up for the next few weeks. We're really excited for that. So you know, man, we're just we'll we're, do that actually every episode. I think we'll. Somewhere randomly yeah, in the episode, random. we'll just say yeah. a secret message. Comment down below if you're still listening. We're basically we'll know who the real ones are. We're basically just here chopping it up, man. But uh, you know the political climate we've been in recently, uh, and a lot of the science stuff. We as teenagers, we want to live up as intellects. So we have been talking about some really serious topics. But um, you know, I think for the next few weeks, we can also add in a few more like lighthearted. Uh, just chewing the fat type of things, man. Um, they oh, uh, they legalized weed in New Jersey. Yeah. They decriminalized cocaine. They decriminalized cocaine and uh, the hard drugs in Oregon. Yeah, I heard about that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's I got crazy. this homie named Walter White. We were thinking, <laughs> of, thinking of kicking it in Oregon. Um, I mean, decriminalizing weed and stuff like that, like. And I'm not somebody who uses drugs, but decriminalizing it to me seems right. Right, like just paying a fine. Like you shouldn't be thrown in jail for smoking weed or. Yeah. And I mean, they decrim they decriminalize like cocaine and like addictive drugs. I don't in Oregon. even think it's snitching to say this, but like, who doesn't smoke weed nowadays? I mean, a lot of people. I mean, do. I don't, but like you know, I, we know we know a lot of people that do. Increasing. Yeah exponentially so yeah i don't even know what the policy is in florida but definitely decriminalizing it like that kind of yeah, at this point it kind of seems like a no-brainer to me uh even as somebody who doesn't do it like if i don't think it should be criminalized and like why why should we do it uh yeah man um like, what are you guys the ganja getters yeah uh, that, that the weed whackers that doesn't seem to make much sense <laughs> to me, man. 
Yeah, bro. Is there anything else? Like the blunt butchers. We're, all right, bro. <laughs> uh, what else happened this week? Is there anything else? Or like, I know one thing that hasn't happened this week, but what? will happen. What? Oh yeah. All right. So give yo, me some. We're about to we're about to wrap it up here. So uh, yeah. wrap it up for real. Wrap it up something. for real. It's time to do a beat. What give you want? Give me something different. Different. Give me, give me a psychedelic beat since we were on the topic of that golden kush. All right. All right. Psychedelic. Um, some weed. So is that fast or slow? I have no idea what you're talking about. Just vibe. vibe? Just vibe on the beat. Okay. Um. Boom, boom, boom. Doom, doom. I don't even think I'm going to rap and go sing. Because that's what I'm about to bring to the table, you feel? Boom, boom, boom. Episode boom, boom. It's a piece of cake. Boom, boom, Biden just boom, got boom, elected. Boom, Magnetic, boom, electromagnets. Boom, 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 and boom, Robin. Boom, 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 I'm vibing boom, on the beat. Boom, boom. About boom, to smoke boom, a little weed. Boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even smoke weed. <laughs> what? <laughs> but they call me Little Kid. Are you hey. Snoop Dogg, bro? About to smoke a little weed. Hey, that beat was coming. Boom, 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 boom. Yo, anyway. man, we're over here just kicking it, man. You know, we're doing our thing, man. <laughs> Your toes. <laughs> Your toes out. The uh, uh, grows out. Uh, you know, we're just Enlightened Brothers episode eight, man. Like, we're just kicking it, man. Chewing the fat. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of interesting things uh, going on in the country. A lot of interesting things going on in the future. And a lot of interesting things going on with the podcast going on forth we got guests coming on next if you want to be a guest comment down below if you're here we're ob whoever you are in the world if you are listening right now we are obligated to have you on as a guest one way or another so if we have to zoom, do a zoom a google 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 meets yeah skype whatever Nobody uses skype anymore if Maybe you discord if you listen this far if you ride with us like that, just let us know fam if you ride with us like that hey, hey, you're you know, obligated hey we're sociable we, we can get you in here. We'll kick it. Yeah, man. Even if you're from, I don't know. Iowa. Um, Nevada. Nicaragua. You know, we okay. still going to kick it with you. Omaha. My Omaha dudes, where you at? Yeah, we probably bro. don't got nobody from Omaha. But if you're watching later and you are from Omaha, I love you. My dog love you, too. You already know, bro. I'm from Omaha. What? Okay. What? What? I don't. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Whatever, man. Um. Anyways, it's been a good episode eight. I hope y'all enjoy. It's all love. Peace out. See ya.